You're listening to WBCALP 102.9 FM, Boston, Boston's community radio station. Hello, hello. You're listening to Never Give Up, where giving up is not an option. I'm your host, Rochelle Jones. Well, it's great, great to have you on the line here today. And I just wanted to be able to just say blessings upon your life, peace upon your life. May you experience lots of love and joy. You know, I'm praying that the fruit of the Spirit operate in your life, uh, you know, today and for the up-and-coming week. Um, you know, I I love talking about uh, ways to not give up. You know, I, I have a, a reminder bracelet on my wrist saying, never, never give up, you know, and I think sometimes keeping a positive mindset goes a long way, right? It helps us to be able to uh, <clears throat> just be able to breathe, stay focused, you know? Um, and I feel like when I'm positive and I'm sending out positive messages to myself, my body and mind can't help but to walk in that, walk in that power, walk in that positivity. And when I'm feeling up and I'm feeling positive, I'm able to be a little more creative. I'm able to get more things done. <clears throat> One of the themes and highlights that I'd like to kind of emphasize is, you know, focus, you know, being able to uh, focus uh, completely. You know, I used to think, and it was used to it, uh, be stated that it was a good thing to multitask. And that might be true. But I realized that when I multitask, I am split. I, I'm trying to juggle so many things. And now research says that, you know, it, it's best to just focus on one thing and get it done. Like put all of that energy and that strength into what it is that you're trying to accomplish and get it done, right? So no more multitasking for me. I, I'm going to pick one assignment. Like sometimes you can't help but to have another little project on the side or, you know, um, no, you know that you have to go to the, to the post office later this evening, you know. So it's not saying that you're not going to think about something else, but, but your total focus is on the task at hand. You know, and you're not allowing and you're watching out for the distractions that are going to try to come and topple you or to keep you from completing. And I think to feel successful, we have to feel like we are completing something. Right. We just can't like keep putting it off. And then the, a, a few weeks and then a month. Next thing you know, a year or years have passed and we still haven't done it. I don't want that to be me. Or I don't want that to be me any longer, right? So I want to change those patterns, change those those mindsets, you know, that cause us um, to uh, have, and, and it's like a, a, a little negativity distraction from the project, right? Um, I, I want to be free from complaining. I want to be free from negativity. I want to be free from self-beat up. Do you do that sometimes? Just beat yourself up mentally? Do you defeat yourself before even getting started? Like sometimes we do. We beat up. We analyze something to it's just um, st we're stuck. Like we're not able to even move forward any longer or we have talked ourselves out of it. 
And that's what we want to stop doing. I want today's focus <laughs> to be on having uh, a faith over fear. You know, I um, was talking to a few people and it just kind of reminded me that sometimes when we're walking in fear, we're not walking in faith. And I know we we use these words uh, a lot, fear, faith. You know, I have a, a I had a project that I was working on some years ago and it was the fear fighters. And basically it was a support group to help people overcome subliminal fear, fear that they don't even know they have sometimes. But I can, I sometimes like being result-oriented um, in the sense that, you know, we, we may not realize that we have a certain thing or think a certain way, but we have to look at our results. So if we're not getting the results that we need, we're not getting the results that we want, then we have to f- begin to focus and do some self-examination. Amen? And, you know, I like to think that when we look at the Word of God, the Word of God clearly tells us in, um, what it is that we, uh, <clears throat> how we should operate, what we should do. Um, he tells us that, you know, the just must live and walk by faith, right? So he's very, the Bible is very clear about where our mind should be, where our conversation should be, the posture of our heart. He lets us know that there are secrets. If you want to know how where someone's located, he said, out of the mouth speak of their heart. So you can kind of know sometimes where a person is located based upon how they are speaking, right? If they're speaking negative, you could be like, wow, they're in a, a dark place. You know, if they're speaking impossibilities, they could be like, wow, their view on God may not be high right now, right? They see God as just, uh, you know, so much of a buddy that he's not God, right? He's not the one who uh, is the change agent, the creator of the universe, the one who is able to do all things, and nothing is impossible for him. You know, with man, he said, you know, there's impossibilities with man, but with God, nothing is impossible. And sometimes we can rationalize or we can look at the way the world is running and our society is going, and it's very easy to lose sight that we serve a mighty God, a change agent God, a God who hears the cries of his people, the God who's able to shift things, transform things, make ways out of no ways. We can forget sometimes that when we hear about all the evil and the murders and the the the, the disrespect that that there that there is no love, but God is love. And as long as that we have love in us, as long as we have accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, then we're saying the very vehicle of the essence of love dwells within us, right? And so therefore, because we have love in us, we should be able to get to a place where we allow that love out. Now, that's funny. What's blocking it? What's keeping that love? What's keeping um, um, that the power of God from coming and flowing out of you, that light shining out? out of you, right? If you're always putting people down, you have to know that that isn't the character of Christ. And so how do I begin to shift my talk, shift the way I feel? 
well, one of the key components that we need as a Christian is to forgive. You know, it's so easy to just uh, stay angry at someone. But boy, we got to let it go. We've got to just simply sometimes just simply say, you know, I'm going to choose to let this person go. I'm going to give them the get out of jail free card so that I can roam free myself. And so we want to take a little look at what's happening with um, hope, uh, our faith. And one of the scriptures that I'm just uh, excited about is Deuteronomy 3.22. And, and it basically says that you must not fear them, for the Lord your God himself fights for you. Now, I don't know what the them are, right, in your life. Like, what, what, what's going on in your life? But he said, don't fear them. Don't fear your boss. Don't fear the kids. Don't fear that spouse. Don't fear what it looks like in your finances. Because the Lord, your God himself, himself fights for you. Now, you could say, well, that's a Deuteronomy. That's the Old Testament scripture. It doesn't apply today. I'm going to steal it. Like, if I had to steal, I'm stealing that. I'm saying that whatever I'm going through in my life or whatever the thing that seems the most scariest to me in my life right now, that God's saying, you don't have to worry because I'm fighting for you. I'm Jehovah Sabaoth. I'm the God who wars in your behalf. I'm not going to let anything happen to you. But you're going to have to trust me. You're going to have to walk in places that you may not feel comfortable and trust that I have your back and that I'm going to see you through. That God is saying that I am fighting in your behalf, that I am making ways out of no ways, what seems impossible to you. I'm saying that God is saying that even in the midst of the struggle, that we're going to have to change some things, some patterns, some ways of being, some ways of thinking, some ways of eating. But when we make those changes, amen, trusting that God is going to follow up and follow through, that he is not a God that abandons us, especially in a time of need, that he sees what we are going through, and that he is highly capable and that he is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we could ever ask or think. We're here today to encourage you to say that you can stand in impossible situations. You can stand. And if you have fallen down, you can get up again. And even if you do not feel or feel encouraged or you don't feel that you know what to do, that's all right. I don't know what to do sometimes. If you ask some of the the greatest um, contributors to society, they didn't always know what to do. But what they did do is they got up and they said, I'm going to try. I'm going to take a step of faith today. And they ended up somewhere that they would not have deemed possible. I was listening to a testimony of a young man that said, you know, all I ambition I had for my life was to make music. And when I made my one album and all of a sudden I, the, the fame came and um, I was, you know, traveling all over the country and, you know, um, all of a sudden, a proposition came for me to make movies. This is Tyrese. And 
he was like, I don't never wanted to make movies. I wasn't trying to get into the movie game. And he told the man, no, thank you. And he said he he changed his phone number because the man saw something in him that he did not see in himself. And so he changed his number, but somehow he bumped into him. And the man said, I really see you in this as an actor making movies. And he said, finally, he had to let go of his five-minute claim to fame at singing to cross over to something that he wasn't quite sure was even in his cards or destiny. But somebody saw some potential in him. And I'm praying two things right now for you, that somebody would see the potential that is in you, but mainly that you would see it in your, for yourself, and that you possibly could make room to see it for someone else. And that you would begin to see that sometimes opportunity is going to come your way that may not be or look like what you thought it might be. And that's what we sometimes have to grieve and let go of. And that's sometimes hard. I have to finally, you, you might have to literally do a funeral for where you think you should be right now. And what it is that you think you should do right now. And be able to say, wow, this opportunity keeps coming my way. Maybe I need to try this. Or maybe God is trying to shift me in a direction that, that, is, that is for me. And it is risky. And sometimes we might have fallen, you know, in, in previous times, and so we're afraid to take risks now again. But we have to take. When I look at the people and the men and women in the Bible, and they, got, they were risk takers. Rahab was a risk taker, you know. Moses was a risk taker. Who Abraham was a risk taker. That means that they were asked to do something that really didn't seem normal for that time or for that situation or that day. Mary, whoo, she, she, she opened herself up for the will of the Holy Spirit to whatever his will was. She, I think that's a risk to be pregnant in a time that you were literally not married. And thank God that uh, the, for the dream that Joseph had, that he could stand by her side, even though he knew that wasn't his child. I mean, that's some risk. Because we're, we're not talking about 2023. We're talking about back in the day of Jesus. Well, these things were unheard of. And so they were definitely some faith. Look, Joseph, you know, I, and we just see all these risk takers that we 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 that sometimes staying comfortable or staying in our comfort zone is really destroying us it is doing um probably more damage than it is good and so therefore we have to trust god and sometimes that right there that peace right there it's can is it easy to trust god in something that you don't see the answer well, that's how we're supposed to be living our life every day, because that's what faith is. He said the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Now, sometimes we don't see exactly where it is that we are going, but by faith, hallelujah. You might have stumbled upon this call and it's resonating with you. You might be saying, wow, I, I kind of hear what she's saying. I kind of feel what she's saying. And maybe I can try to trust a little more. Because I think that's why he threw Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 in the Bible. For it says, trust in the Lord with all thy heart, with all thy heart, and lean not to your own understanding, but in all thy ways acknowledge him, 
and he will direct your path. Deuteronomy 3.22, when we see, he said, you must not fear them, for the Lord your God himself fights for you. This verse was really given to Israel in a time when they needed to remember the truth. And Moses knew they would face enemies, but he also knew that God would be there by their side. And he also knew that with God, they could win the battle. Yeah, we too face enemies, don't you? Don't you face enemies? Yeah, we do. We have enemies all around us. Sometimes, I want to say most times, we're our own worst enemy. But when we cling to the truth, right, that God can fight our battles, when we can get out of our own way, when we can make the shifts that are necessary, hallelujah. I feel a pause right there. Lord, help us to get out of our own way. Help us to be able to hear your voice, know it's your voice, walk in the direction that you would have for us, that we would trust you. Wow. Mm-mm-mm. That we'd be able to be still and know that you are God. That we would wait on you. <laughs> Those who wait upon the Lord. He said he would renew their strength. And they would mount up with wings as eagles. They will run and not be weary. And they will walk and not faint. Don't give up. Don't faint. Don't give up. Don't give up. I've pushed myself to places where... I mean, everybody else had given up. People were like, oh, man, you need to give up. You need to throw in the towel. There is no way that's going to work. It is no way that nothing good is coming out of this situation. But you had to refuse to believe that. You had to refuse. With tears in my eyes, I said, God, I know something good has to come out of this. I know that you did not bring me to this place to leave me here or to allow the enemy to destroy me here. I don't know how, I don't know when, but I'm holding on and I'm not letting go until I see the salvation of the Lord. And he shows up every time he shows up. And maybe we don't give testimony enough to how God has shown up in our lives. Maybe people aren't honest enough to say, man, I've been so low that I told people they could just step on me, walk on me. Because I didn't feel the me had anything left to give. But God said no. He made a bridge where they had to walk over the bridge until I could get strength again. See, I know you don't have to give up. I know that if you would just cry out, if you would just say, God, I'm at a breaking point. Lord, I'm at a place where I don't know how to go on. He'll show up. Another Deuteronomy scripture 
is Deuteronomy 31 and 6. And it says, Be strong and of good courage. Do not fear, nor be afraid of them. For the Lord your God, he is the one who goes with you, and he will not leave you or forsake you. I believe it's important for us to know who's with us. I believe it's important to know where our strength comes from. I believe it's important so that when we no longer feel strength, we'll know that, no, that when I am weak, God is strong in me. And I don't know, they're not just words to me anymore. I feel literally that when I am weak, he shows me what to do. He helps me to be strong. He helps me to care again, to believe again, to hope again. And I know I didn't have it in me to do, so it comes from the presence of God, the love of God. Knowing that I may fail, but God never fails, helps me to make a stand, to make the difference. It's the difference in saying no more and just being still and waiting for the sound from heaven to say, go this way, turn this way, call this person, write this paragraph. He is preparing us. He is preparing us so that we would have capacity when we are in the place that he has called us to be. I don't want to not be prepared. We want promotion. We want more income. But we don't like the testing or the preparation that it takes so that when we are in that position, we'll be able to hold on and hold up. That we'll be able to allow our light to show shine through adversity that people will be like, wow, how are they doing that? God will not leave you or forsake you. He never fails. Man will fail you. Parents will fail you. Children, loved ones will fail you. I know people who have worked a year up until retirement, 30 plus years, and the year before retirement, the job let them go. Now you wonder, wow, what a scam. Did they know that or were they really uh, going under and it's coincidental? doesn't matter. It still feels the same whether it was coincidental or it was simply um, an event that they couldn't help. They, they went under. You still don't have your retirement, right? You still don't have what it took. Hmm. What you were counting on, what you were expecting, you worked all those years with retirement on your mind, and now it's done. So we got to continue to trust God. Psalms 34 and 4 says, I sought the Lord, and he heard me and delivered me from all of my fears. That's my favorite one. 
not my favorite one, but it's one that can build insurance. You know, it's one that will go the distance. Hallelujah. Faith over fear is a decision that we make, right? Before the struggle hits, when the struggle hits, it's being able to know that God hears us. Hallelujah. It's being able to trust the process, to trust that he hears you. But, but one of the key things that, that I see, he said, but I sought the Lord. Right? He, he, didn't, he didn't stay in his broken place. He didn't stay defeated. He didn't stay isolated. He said, no, I began to seek him. I began to look for him. I began to say, God, I need you. I need to experience when he says you're a very present help in a time of trouble. I, I need you to show me. Show up. I need an encounter from you. So he sought the Lord. He prayed. He, 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 he cried out to God. And he said, he heard me. You got to know he hears you. Are you confident that when you pray, that when you talk, when you communicate, that God is hearing what you are saying? That he is very interested in the intricacies or the, the little things? little bit. He is interested in you. That he loves you with an everlasting love. And he says, not only did he hear me, but when he heard me, like a parent, he did something about it. He delivered me from all of my fears. So we're going to kind of just start wrapping this up. What are you fearing? Ask God, deliver me from my fears. My fear of failure, my fear of rejection, my fear that I'm not good enough, my, my fear that I don't, I don't look the part, sound the part. Deliver me, Lord, of all of my fears and know that he's hearing you and know that he's doing something about your situation. Knowing that this is not the time to give up. It is a time to press in. It's the time to trust God. It's time to know that after seeking him, he hears me. Trusting that he's going to deliver you from all of your fears. I speak life into your hearts. I speak blessings that God hears you and that he loves you. You're listening to Never Give Up, where giving up is not an option. I'm your host, Rochelle Jones. You have a great week. And remember that greatness is on the inside of you. Blessings. <laughs>